that, and it's found in 1 Kings chapter 18, and that's uh, verse 44. 1 Kings 18 and verse 44. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea. Hmm. Somebody say a little cloud. Out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare your chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. God wants to tell us tonight, do not despise small beginnings. What God is about to do may start small, but don't despise it. God's going to work through that small thing, and he's going to make it into a large thing, if you can believe him for it. Amen? So, we've been releasing our faith for different things, and you should be. Everybody ought to have their faith out there for something right now, particularly in this season of manifestation. But if it doesn't seem like what you're believing God for has came in, 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 in abundance yet, don't, dis, don't, don't despise it. Don't despair. Because that's usually how things work. The seventh time the man went up, that's when he saw the, the evidence of the things that, had, that Elijah had been praying for. And so, too, with you and I, you may have to pray seven times. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. You know, we talked last week about spiritual endurance and how you have to have endurance for these things. How we have to be willing to outlast the devil and let him know that we know that the answer is on the way. Amen. So um, that's just a word of encouragement to you. Maybe uh, you're believing God for your healing. And it all haven't manifested yet. You may just be feeling a little better. Just a little bit better. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. You know, maybe you couldn't raise your foot. <laughs> maybe all you can do is wiggle your toes. Amen. But just thank God for that. Amen. Say, say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. The manifestation is coming. Hallelujah. That's where God wants us. He wants us with an ex- a divine expectation. That these things that he's placed in our hearts are going to come to pass. Amen. That's just a word for somebody tonight. Now, last Sunday morning, as I was uh, getting ready to come to church, uh, I could sense a breakthrough anointing. And it came upon me as I was getting ready to come to church, like I said. And uh, it was strong. It was very, very strong. And uh, I just wanted to celebrate God tonight and let everybody know that um, that the breakthrough anointing that God 
had uh, put in my heart was not for me, but it was for the people of the Columbus Apartments in Hearn, Texas. Amen. Uh, I don't know if uh, anybody have, well, probably most of you don't know where Columbus Apartments here are in Hearn, Texas, but we're getting ready to do some ministry work up there. And um, that breakthrough anointing, God's going to use, I believe, to change and transform lives. Amen. We're going to take the anointing that's here in Cyprus, hallelujah, and we're going to take it up to her in Texas in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to believe God for signs, wonders, and miracles to glorify him. So that breakthrough anointing is on your life tonight for your situations. And that's what we're talking about tonight, breaking through demonic strongholds. That's our subject matter tonight. Breaking through demonic strongholds. How many of y'all know that the devil doesn't want us to succeed? He'll put up roadblocks. He'll put up different things to try to stop our progress. But the devil is a liar. Because God has armed and equipped his people with that which can overcome the enemy. But we must realize that. That when opposition comes... It's just a sign of a greater victory. Don't be surprised at opposition. Because that's just a sign that the enemy, we have him on the run. Amen. And some of those things that uh, may you may encounter will require the divine spirit of God flowing out of you to bring you into that breakthrough place, that place of breakthrough. And we're going to study that a little bit tonight and see how relevant that is to every situation. Anytime you believe in God for something great, expect opposition. But don't be afraid of opposition. Be like David and be like Caleb. It's bread for us. Somebody know what I'm talking about. It's bread for us. God's going to use that opposition to strengthen us. So when we do break through, we'll give all the glory and the praise to God where it belongs. Amen. So, Father God, we come to you tonight. Asking that the Holy Spirit would guide and lead us, Father, doing this Bible study. Uh, Breathe upon your people, wind of your Holy Ghost, the power and might of your deity. May it rest upon your people tonight that we might receive from your divine cup. And as we are in your throne room, 
just want to take a little time right now and worship you. Yeah. We bow down at your feet. We lay our hearts, God, at your feet. Our lives at your feet. We are those living sacrifices that want to live for your kingdom glory and for your kingdom purpose. We thank you for the blood of your son that allows it. In Jesus' name, amen. Breaking through demonic strongholds. I want to start in the book of Micah. Chapter 2, the book of Micah, chapter 2, breaking through demonic strongholds. Every stronghold that you will, in, you will encounter is of a demonic origin. You have to always remember that. It's with evil spirits. It's with the powers of darkness. It's a spiritual battle, but the good news is uh, we've already got the victory before we go into the battle. Let's look at verse 12 of the book of Micah chapter 2. The scripture says, I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee. He's talking about. All people of covenant, every person who is in covenant relationship with God, the Spirit of God is saying this is a word for them. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel and I will put them together as the sheep of Bozrah, as the flock in the midst of their fold. They shall make great noise by reason of the multitude of men, the Bible says. Now, I want to call our attention to that part where it says, has the sheep of Bozrah. That word Bozrah is translated fort or stronghold. So it's letting us know that uh, the stronghold is a possibility. It is something that we may encounter along the way. The enemy has a fortified place where he does not want you to go through. But uh, don't despair when you see the stronghold or when you experience the opposition. Because verse 13 says, the breaker (laughs) is come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it and their king shall pass before them. And the Lord on the head of them. How many of y'all know the breaker is Jesus Christ? Jesus is the breakout. Hallelujah. 
That's what God wants us to understand tonight. It's always, always about Jesus. It's not by might, nor is it by power. But it's by His Spirit. Amen. Always, always our focus must remain on Christ. For He is the one that breaks through for us. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. I would not belong to a church that was not Holy Ghost filled. I'm going to say that again. I would not belong to a church that didn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of that power. Because without that, we're just playing church. We're just gathering in the flesh, hoping that we might see something of God. But when a church is filled with the Holy Ghost and its people are operating under the unction of the Holy Ghost, they can be sure that the breaker is going to break up some things for them. No matter what that need may be, you and I through Him can break through. Amen. No matter how long the barrier has been there, don't despair because in this season, the manifestation of the thing that God has placed in your spirit is going to break out and break free and God's going to be glorified and we're going to be edified. Hallelujah. That's our place. That's our place. Now the only thing that can hinder that again is if the enemy, because of the opposition and because of the pressure, can talk us out of it. And that's his main uh, objective. It's to send the contradictory circumstances that would cause you and I to take our eyes off the breaker and upon the, the opposition and the problem and the bondage. Amen. So it doesn't matter... What you're dealing with in this season, Jesus is going to give you a breakout blessing. Hallelujah. That's your portion. But again, it requires something of us. It requires a violent type of attitude. Scripture again says, the violent Take it by force. The violent get up at the unction of the Holy Ghost at 1.30 in the morning and begin to seek God and begin to pray in the Spirit and begin to call down the fire of God. Hallelujah. An aggressive faith an aggressive spiritual life is what's going to do it. That's what's going to propel us into that which God has for us. But it comes again with that revelation that Jesus is the breaker. 
and him alone. Amen. Now, let's go to the book of Ephesians. And we want to look at something there. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 6. This is very familiar scripture, but I want us to go here before we go forward. We need to understand that um, and be reminded constantly that this is a spiritual battle. That can only be won in the spirit. If you can keep the devil in the spirit, you'll defeat him every time. Okay? But if he can keep, get you in the flesh, he'll defeat you every time. Okay? So the Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the Bible says it's against principalities against powers, against the rulers of darkness, demonic power, or evil spirits. These are organized and highly motivated spiritual entities. You have to understand that. Uh, One of the ways you overcome your enemy is to know your enemy. See They don't have to sleep. (laughs) They're spirits. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they are organizing and planning on how they're going to keep us from breaking through. That's their assignment. One of the reasons they're so zealous about that is in their mind, they think the more that they can hold us back, the longer that they can delay their ultimate doom, their ultimate destruction. They think in their demented minds that if they can hold you back from experiencing what God has for you, they can delay the return of the Lord. So that's why they fight you so hard. It's not so much about you and I, but it's a survival tactic that they're using. Because they know soon and very soon, they're going to be cast into the lake of fire and be tormented forever and ever. So their, their, their opposition of you is to sort of delay their ultimate doom. They come, Jesus said, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's serious business right there. A lot of times we read that and we really don't, I don't think, grasp the reality of that. The enemy is about destruction 
killing and stealing. Everything that you see going on in the earth today that is stealing, that's killing and destroying, it is a, of a demonic origin. Don't let the devil fool you. It's, it's wicked spirits that are behind this. And they create strongholds to imprison mankind with Adam's curse. I'm going to say that again. They create strongholds to imprison mankind with Adam's curse. Now, as far as those who are not in covenant relationship with God, those wicked spirits, those principalities and powers, they have a real legal right to impede their progress. Those people who are not born again. They have a legal right to touch their lives. Because they are children of the devil. Let's just get it straight. Anybody who is not born again is subject to the yoke of bondage. It's part of the curse. They have yet to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Therefore, spiritual bondage is their portion. But for the child of God, on the other hand, those who have been blood-bought and have been redeemed and regenerated by the power and might of the Holy Ghost... We have been set free forever from stronghold curses of the devil. No matter how much the enemy would want to put a curse on us or put a yoke of bondage upon us, he does not have the legal right to do so. He does so... Because he is a spiritual outlaw. And he takes advantage of those who don't know their rights and privileges in Christ. Okay. That's why it's so vitally important that you and I be students of the covenant. So we understand then that this battle that we are engaged in, whether we like it or not, is a spiritual battle against spiritual entities that our natural eyes can't even see. Yet God wants us to engage in these battles because part of us is spirit. And we have the spiritual wherewithal to incarnate through Christ overcome every wicked spirit that would try to bring bondage 
and a yoke upon us. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Though I, though I have a physical body, and though I have physical eyes, I, everything about me with, that you can see is physical, God is telling me and telling us, though we walk in the flesh, we don't, we don't war with the flesh. I must, if I'm going to overcome the enemy, operate in the spirit realm. Because that's where my power lies. That's where my strength lies. That is where the breaker lives. Hallelujah. And when I begin to flow in the spirit, I have and you have the spiritual ability in Christ and through Christ to break through every demonic stronghold or every bondage that the enemy would try to put upon us. Every single one of them. But I must recognize that I must do this from a spiritual perspective. I must learn to draw from the wells of salvation. That are in the spirit. Jesus said if you drink of this water you'll thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I shall give you. You'll never thirst. But the water that I shall give him. Shall be in him a well of water. Springing up into everlasting life. That's where our power lies. It's in the spirit realm. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. And we have the spiritual wherewithal. To overcome the devil every single time. Hallelujah. But we must begin to exercise our spiritual rights and privileges in Christ. I can't do it in the flesh. I must do it in the spirit. Verse 4 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural weapons. I mean, sometimes I wish they were. I could see the devil in the, in the flesh. I could just give me a gun and shoot him, but I can't. I wish I could sometimes. But that is not the way God designed me to overcome. He says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty what? Through God. Somebody needs to underline that in their Bible. They're mighty only through God. Only through covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. Only when I make him the Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it's important that you and I recognize we can't play, have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. (laughs) If you want to walk in consistent victory, you can't do that. Because what the devil will do when you do that is he'll laugh at you. He say, all they doing is playing church. And even though they should be free, they will never be free because they're still trying to operate in the flesh. 
They have their minds on the flesh. Therefore, they can't defeat me. So therefore, I'll keep them in this place of defeat. You know, that's one of the main things that uh, once people get born again, one of the main things they need to learn is who they are in Christ. And the reason I say that is because the more you get a revelation of who you are in Christ and what the cross has afforded you through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the more you have a revelation of that, the more you will recognize and understand that sin is beneath you. You are spiritual royalty. Hallelujah. You are a child of the Most High God. And you are, have been made holy by the blood of the Lamb. So all that foolishness and living in the world, that ought to be something that, that's far from us when we begin to understand. Man, that, that's sinful life beneath me. I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the King. Adultery and fornication and all such things, those things are not no longer a part of my DNA. When Jesus died on the cross, he set me free from all of that bondage and all of that sin. He not only healed my body, he set me free from the power of sin. Hallelujah. So I begin to recognize that, and when I begin to recognize that, I begin to walk in more and more holiness, which causes me to experience more and more of the power of God in my life. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, we can hear that preaching all night long. But we must always remember this. It is always God's will for his people to pull down and break through every demonic stronghold. I'm going to say that again. It is always God's will that his people break through every demonic stronghold, every binding spirit. Every spirit of addiction, every spirit of infirmity, every sexual bondage, every family curse, every spirit of lack and poverty, all barrenness, we have been set free from those things. Okay? And it's always God's will for you and I to walk in freedom as we develop in the mind of Christ. As we begin to think God's thoughts. That's the key. Have you ever heard that term, the mind is the battlefield? That's where it's won and lost. If I can think Freedom constantly, 
Guess what? I'll walk in freedom constantly. I, 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 if, I can, if I can constantly see myself as God sees me, I can experience the things that God wants me to experience. But if I look at myself as less than, which is what the enemy wants me to do, he'll keep me in that place of bondage because he'll constantly remind me of what I was before I got born again. Okay. Scripture says... And this is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. When I got born again, it was something I, it was my go-to scripture. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm now open up now to all the blessings, all spiritual blessings are now mine. Because I'm a new creature. So the way that the enemy used to keep me in bondage to cigarettes, he can't keep me in bondage to that anymore. That was one of the main things after I got born again. I didn't stop smoking until about six months later. I got born again, but that was the, one of the main things that the enemy kept hovering over my head. The, the, the addiction to nicotine. Now, I was an alcoholic before I got born again, too. Yes, I was. I, man, I was in the world. See, see, people, I tell people that sometimes, and they be like, no, Roy, no, I, I was an alcoholic. And I used to drink every day. And, 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 but the alcohol, once I got saved, that went away instantly. He took the taste away. Glory to God. <laughs> But it was that nicotine demon. Man, I tell you, I had a time with that one. But, but what, what happened was the more I continued to immerse myself in the word and ask God for his strength, his mercy, I began to draw upon him the strength. And, and God eventually just took the uh, desire for nicotine out of my flesh. I don't know how he did it. All I know is that I just stuck with him and he stuck with me. And so whatever, what, I'm, I'm talking to somebody tonight. Whatever you are in bondage to, it may be sugar, it may be coffee, it may be whatever. Whatever you are in bondage to. Because you can get in bondage to a lot of things, you know. You know, you, but so so whatever it is you're struggling with, understand that it's always God's will to set you free. Don't let the enemy convince you that uh, you're too far off, you're too far gone, that you 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 can't be free from this. So it's always God's will to set His people free. Now. The number one thing that God's people need to know, again, and I've reiterated this before, I've touched on this before. The number one thing that God's people need to know is that the devil has no legal right to keep them in bondage. It's very important that you understand that. Because he'll, he'll, he'll try to convince you that because your daddy was an alcoholic, 
you're going to always be alcoholic too. That blood, that bloodline curse, go from one generation to the next generation, you can be the one that stop it. And you should be the one that stop it. When you get born again, you need to take all that to the cross and say no more. It ends here. That's one of the main messages God has put in my heart when I go, when we go up to uh, Hearn. Is to tell the people, and that's what God wants me to to tell the people that Jesus Christ can set them free. That they can get born again and they can live a totally transformed life by way of the word of God. Okay. So, the enemy has no legal right to keep us in bondage. Now, let's go to Galatians, and these are two of my favorite verses of Scripture in terms of exercising our legal rights. Because um, your legal rights are found in what? The covenant, in the Word of God. That's where we experience the, 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 the deliverance is by meditation on truth. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. That is. Hmm. Now, that verse of scripture right there, if you're struggling with anything of a bondage, anything that, uh, of an addiction, anything that's trying to keep you in bondage, that scripture right there is something you need to meditate on for like a week straight. Any kind of uh, bondage in your mind, whatever kind of bondage the enemy is trying to do. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Notice, notice the Bible says he hath. It's already done. Any deliverance that you may need... Any bondage that you may need broken off of your life, Christ has already accomplished that through the cross. God sees you free, even though you may not be free in the natural. He sees and calls you free from fear. Some people, man, are afraid to, to get out of bed. Some people are afraid to, to go outside. Some people are afraid to drive on the freeway. I guess you ought to be sometimes afraid to drive them. <laughs> but some people are afraid of a lot of things, a lot of phobias. But that one verse of scripture right there, Christ had redeemed us from the curse. Whatever may be of a curse that's trying to attach itself to you, whether it be sickness and disease, whether it be poverty, whether it be lack, you have been redeemed from it. And you must meditate on that long enough until it just becomes a part of your DNA in terms of you being able to speak it, in terms of you being able to release that anointing that will break you free or that will keep you free. And by the way, the anointing that will keep you free is by, by speaking the word. It's by speaking the word. That's the only th- thing the enemy really has an understanding of. When you speak the word, it's like a two-edged sword, the Bible says. And it will cut him to pieces. The devil don't want you to know that. He wants us to believe that our words don't mean anything. 
But Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's you and I. Through faith. All of us by faith. Amen? Now, the last scripture I want to go to is in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. There it is. The scripture says, It shall come to pass in that day. Now, I always take people back to that verse of scripture because when the Bible says in that day, it's talking about the day that Jesus Christ went to the cross. The day that Jesus Christ died on that cross. And the three days and three nights that he spent in hell and when God raised him up from the dead. It shall come to pass in that day that the Satan's or his burden, Satan's burden, shall be taken away from off your shoulder. That, 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 that's a clear scripture right there that's letting us know that bondage and burdens and whatever the enemy's trying to place upon you, that's not your portion. It, it will, it's never supposed to be your portion. His yoke from off your neck, the yoke of bondage, the breakthrough that you need, you have access to the anointing to break through that. So whatever it is that you're believing God for, I'm getting ready to close. The, the, the thing that you're believing God for, I want you to start exercising your faith for the anointing to break through that thing in the name of Jesus. Because that's, that's your portion. Don't let the enemy cloud your thinking. Allow the word of God to renew your mind. So it will transform you into that new sharp threshing instrument with teeth. Stand to your feet tonight. Breaking through demonic strongholds. Satan, your goose is cooked. God's people have heard the word of God tonight. And they will no longer be subject to spiritual bondage. Father God, we thank you tonight for Jesus Christ. Lord, we worship you, King Savior. You are the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. And we, oh God, are those who partake of that which you have accomplished. And even tonight, Lord God, those things that have held us back, those roadblocks, those barriers that are trying to hold us back from your kingdom destiny for us. Even tonight, Lord God, by the Spirit of the living Jesus, we break through those things right now in Jesus' name. That sickness that has been clam holding on to us year after year after year after year. We break through that in the name of Jesus into the healing that is ours. That lack and that poverty spirit that has invaded our family from generation to generation to generation. In the name of Jesus, we break through that in Jesus' name. We call ourselves the head and not the tail. 
above only and never beneath. That spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. We call upon a sound mind today, and we break through that fear tonight in Jesus' name. All fear in Jesus' name. We put it under our feet tonight forever in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it tonight, Father. We claim these things. We're not just speaking. We claim these things, Father, at your throne, and we thank you for it. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen and amen. God bless you.